Dear friends, good evening. It is a big pleasure to introduce my guest, who was born in Peru, who is from Peru, Lima, and it's already very exotic. And I think this person is very exotic himself. His name is Fernando Jimenez Mot, a very beautiful name. And uh, he is Neuromorphic Technology Founder and CEO. He's specialist in innovations, in IT, in technology, in AI. And this is the person who put to 3,000 enterprises internet in Peru and improved GDP by 2%. Isn't it incredible? So welcome, warm welcome to Hidden Hero, dear Fernando. Oh, yes. Good morning and good afternoon to, to Hidden Hero and to its, its global uh, audience. It is a pleasure and an honor to have been invited to this interview with you, Olga. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you so much. Mucha gracia. Mucha gracia. So, dear yes. Fernando, tell me, please, you are specialist in AI, in technologies, and uh, in topics that is good for the owners of big corporations. Thanks to you, you said that you did, you brought 140 million, um, you know, to GDP of uh, Peru increased by 2%. I think it's absolutely incredible. Tell me, please, what was um, the main thing that helped you to succeed? Yeah, uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, when we have to drive the telecommunication operation of a, of a European multinational company here in Peru, the objective was to drive uh, the IT technology, especially internet, to the 3,000 top enterprises of Peru. That accelerated the whole market. And if you have seen the Latin American market and the Peruvian market is running now, because of the acceleration of technology and the impact of technology in the GDP of the country. So I was responsible or I was in charge of the explosion of internet in the corporate sector of the market. And in relation to your question, what is the key driver for success? Well, it's the extreme passion that you have to have to achieve the goal that you are pursuing. Uh, I have an expression, creation of myself, that passion is the fuel that drives success. And that's what I normally publish worldwide. If you want to achieve success, you have to have passion. That's the only ingredient for success. Because success- This is can true. That is true. That is that absolutely is true. true. Tell me, please, um, you brought internet and now there is, uh, how many percent of the population in Peru are using internet now? That's a good question. I, I don't have the, the real exact number. Uh, the main cities have a strong internet, but the rural areas of the country, because in Peru, for example, there is a huge country, it's a third, largest country in, in South America, uh, there are cities that are more developed and there are other cities that are not so developed. To drive technology to the rural areas is more complicated. For example, I will give you an example. I had a colleague from Spain and we had to drive technology to the jungle of Peru. If you see the map, two thirds of the country is jungle. 
a beautiful, extremely beautiful jungle. But we have to make technology go up by satellite and then go down to the towns. That costs you, that costs you money and is more complicated. And even though we have pushed hard with technology to reach the more complicated areas of Peru, uh, we still have to go further. So the big cities are now accelerated by technology and the rural areas have to be accelerated. We are working together with European partners here and there is a strong competition of 16,000 multinational enterprises trying to drive technology. Tell me, please, you are a specialist in technology and you made Peru using internet more. Definitely, you increased the usage of internet. And um, a lot of people, to, to a certain extent, me also, are afraid of technology. I think maybe I'm from the 17th century. I look, I'm from the 21st century. <laughs> of course, you know, because I watch a lot of Will Smith movies when the robots are coming, when people don't talk to each other. And today, you know, when I was having my coffee in the hotel, in the beautiful hotel, I saw 20 people. And all these people, they were looking in their telephones. And I was thinking maybe if something happened, they will not even notice each other because they only notice their phones. Uh, since you are also a person who is talking about storytelling and you are humanitarian at the same time, what do you think about this incredible progress when internet is everywhere and people even going sleeping with their phones? What is pluses and minuses of the situation we are living in now? You're right, Olga. Uh, we have an, uh, a, a very wise expression, I think, uh, in Spanish and probably in English, that people cannot love what they don't know. Uh, because my career has been very heavily centered in technology, not only in artificial intelligence, but in many fields of technology, because of my scientific passion, I do under, I do fully understand technology to the point that when I do a creation of artificial intelligence, I think that that creation is like a friend. So I make technology to become my friend. And something that I learned from, from the best schools in the United States, in the 21st century, one of the most powerful attributes of, the, of, huma, of humanity is to collaborate. We are no longer in the 16th century. So now collaboration is the right way for, for, for the countries to go up, to continue. It's a, their evolution. So that's what I do. I create technology and I feel that that technology will collaborate. But if you see, Olga, there are many people who are afraid of artificial intelligence. They think that artificial intelligence is going to come to take out their jobs, to do harm to them. And you know why? Because the famous millionaire or billionaire movies Hollywood movies, normally to drive billion dollars, they have to scare people. But I, I have another proposal. I do technology creation and I make that creation to collaborate with me. And I teach engineers and I teach professionals and in general people that we have to collaborate with that. So I, I am against the displacement of the human being. 
I am in favor of collaboration. If we get to learn how to collaborate with our technology, we are going to go up in, in a joint venture with technology. And just to finish the answer, if you see yesterday, there has been a great breakthrough for humanity, the landing of a robotic Mars rover in Mars by NASA. They have to make that robotic structures to collaborate with us because the next landing, sooner or later, will be of humanity in that planet, as we did in the moon before. So, uh, Fernando, your opinion is your opinion is that there are only pluses in the technology because it can lead us to more collaboration and opening the opportunities the people who are isolated to connect and to work together. Do you see any minuses or in your opinion you can see only pluses of technology? That's a great question, Olga, and you are totally right. I learned an expression in English that is called trade-off. Trade-off is to, uh, to do a comparison of what is good or what, is, what are the pros and what are the cons. In engineering, for example, in technology, a good engineer or a good scientist will go for a trade-off because you cannot achieve yes. something perfect. There will be many things that are good and some things that are not going to be good. I always, because of my passion for competition, uh, I am very positive. That's what has driven my whole career. I normally move to the pros. And in the last years, I have learned to balance and to do a trade-off. So when I encounter something difficult, I try to see the cons and I try to make teams, people, engineers to go to a trade-off. But I don't allow people to go to the negative side. I think we should not go to the negative. We should go to an equilibrium. And now uh, with other colleagues, for example, with other countries in Latin America, we are promoting something that we call an equilibrium between technology and humanity. That's something uh, that I am promoting now. I, I was not promoted that, I was not promoting that when I drove the telecommunication operation here. But now I am in favor of an equilibrium of technology with the human aspects of our civilization. Why you start doing this equilibrium? Something happened, something come to your mind. What moved you to do it? Uh, yes, that's a great question. That's what I am seeing in the planet. If you see uh, many countries have developed a lot like Russia, United States, Europe, but as we have moved up, we have seen that our planet is now in an ecological and atmospheric disequilibrium. That global warming is not in balance. In order to our civilization to keep moving, we will have to achieve balance with our nature and with our biology. And if you, because you know a lot of Peru, in the southern part of Peru, there is something that really amazes many people in the world. And even though I was born here, it amazes me. You, you know the ruins of the ancient Incas, Machu Picchu. If you go there, yes. you will see an ancient civilization that achieved 
equilibrium with the ecology. And I have traveled all over the world to Europe many times, but I haven't seen a civilization that achieved equilibrium. What I recommend to the world is to go up but achieving the equilibrium, humanity, our our environment, and, and our technology going up in equilibrium. If we don't go up in equilibrium, sooner or later, the gap between technology and humanity and between technology and ecology is going to be so big that we are going to run into many uh, problems in the future. We have to achieve equilibrium. I think so. I think so. And this word, magic word that you are using, Fernand, equilibrium is very important because uh, we cannot escape to Mars. It is great that our Sputniks are going there, but we have them from the planet Earth and definitely we should take care of that as well. It's not that we are spoil everything here and then we go into travel somewhere else. You are absolutely right. And it's interesting because you are the person who is a part of technology. Now, before we go into storytelling, Mike, small question. A lot of people talking about artificial intelligence, but they're even scared to ask, what is that? Because, you know, AI, AI, it is everywhere. But uh, what is that if you explain it in 10, 15 sentences? Oh, yeah. Artificial intelligence is a very broad field. Inside artificial intelligence, you have many different uh, nucleus of artificial intelligence. In artificial intelligence, you have what is called general artificial intelligence and a specific intelligence, artificial intelligence. But if you go inside, you will have, for example, uh, a subset of artificial intelligence called machine learning. And if you continue go inside very deeply, you will go to deep learning. In general, artificial intelligence, if I have to define artificial intelligence, is the science of transferring our intellect into technology to imitate the way we are. When I was in the United States, I got immersed in the field of cybernetics. Cybernetics, for example, is the science of command, control, communication, informatic, and information of living beings and machines. If we so achieve, it's connection, it's connection between people and machines, how to communicate better. That machines, is what is cybernetic. Machines, animals with machines. What we are doing in a very simple world is imitating nature. When I talk with professionals worldwide, if we ask a question, what is the highest level of technology in the universe? It's not robotics, it's not electronics, it's not informatics, it's biology. If our civilization learn from biology, then we will go up to another stage of evolution. Biology. Uh, the biology of the universe is the most sophisticated uh, uh, an evolutionary process that technology is imitating. We are imitating biology. You know, we are imitating, you know, we are imitating the nature. We are imitating, yes, because this is the most beautiful thing in the world. 
Absolutely, Fernando, I agree with you. So you are not afraid that the whole world will be invaded by robots, that there will be no need for people anymore, that uh, robots will reduce the workplace of people, that there will be some chips in the mind of the people if they want to speak 10 languages, they will just implant it and then they will speak 10 languages. Is it technically possible or not? Yes, it's totally possible. Uh, in, in relation to your first comment, I am not afraid. Some people are afraid, but people have to understand that we are now in the fourth industrial revolution. The first industrial revolution began in Great Britain by, by the 1700s, and we are now in the 21st century. When the first industrial revolution began, 75 population live in the fields and they were forced to move strongly to the city. That's the main characteristic of industrial revolution of the first, repetition. So our civilization in the 1700s and 1800s used to repeat. Unfortunately, we are in the 21st century and this is not a century of repetition. If you see Olga, repetition is going to be done by the machines. So what we do expect from civilization now to think. <laughs> so this is a revolution. If you are to define in artificial intelligence is what we call with some Europeans colleagues, the revolution of the intellect of the intellect. This is a revolution of the intellect that is happening in the world. So what do we have to go from there? Use that intelligence that we are driving into machines to project our civilization. And that's what people are doing to project the civilization to the moon, to Mars. But if you visit, for example, Peru, uh, Olga, that has a very complicated geography, you can go to very deep uh, uh, ecosystems of deserts and what is called the Cordillera of the Andes, the Andes, and those uh, scenes reflect the scenes from Mars. When I see, for example, NASA landing with robots in Mars, sometimes I think that the robots are landing here in the deserts of Peru. So. Even though we are projecting technology worldwide and to space, we still have to conquer the places in, in our world that have been not conquered yet. And that's what technology uh, is. is. That is what technology is. Fernando, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, the time of our interview is not that long. And at last time, going to the question why I invited you. I know I'm sorry that I start from all that questions because it's a great honor and pleasure to talk with the person who is ahead of all technologies and to know your opinion, which I appreciate very much. Uh, you know, uh, my question about communication hub you were talking about that you are creating a communication hub in a way how people who are technology people, how to speak with people who are not technological. But it can happen to anyone. Let's say specialists in biology cannot talk to normal people to explain well enough. 
let's say, professional translator of the Persian language, it will be difficult to him to speak to the people who don't know Omar Khayyam. And there are many examples when we need to speak simple, even about AI or about something else, to other people who don't understand. Can you give a few tips how to do that? Yes, great question. And you have used a word that I have used when we drove the operation of the multinational landing here in Peru. The product managers, for example, in enterprises are hubs of interconnection of many professionals that speak many different languages. A product manager has to speak with the board of directors, has to speak with the accountants, has to speak with economists, have to speak with engineers, have to speak with salesmen, have to speak with the market. So that, that kind of professionals are uh, professionals that are able to operate as a hub that interconnect. And as you have said, and that's what I am doing now in the aerospace sector, driving the operation that is been, been run by Russia, uh, Asgari Aerospace with 35 countries, we have to speak with people from different cultures and different languages. When I, when I used to teach in American universities in the United States, we were trained in something that is called multicultural patterns of expression. How can I talk to somebody from Russia? I have been dealing, for example, with Russia, uh, that is an amazing country, it's a country that is very far from where, where I am, but it's an amazing culture, exotic, amazing culture. And I am trying to learn the culture. The way, the way people can communicate is to understand culture. When I, when I lived many years in the United States, even though I learned a lot, it took me a lot to understand the culture. And that's what I learned. You want to communicate with many people worldwide. You want to interconnect all kinds of professionals. We should understand the culture of every, every part of our civilization. So it's not only about the words. It's not only about technology or something to explain it easier. It's more about where this person coming from. Let's say if you will talk with a Japanese person or with Indian person or with Uruguay Uruguay person, you will make your speech a little bit different. Uh, yes, and something in relation to artificial intelligence, uh, Olga, there is a field inside artificial intelligence that is making technology human. It began in 1969. So technology, as it grows up uh, and, it sees, and, and it follows a path of evolution, it's going to become very human. For example, I create with engineers developments that uh, emulate the human reasoning to be able to be more human. So what we expect in this uh, road of evolution is that our technology is going to be closer to our human aspects. So people have to understand to collaborate. <laughs> I understand your point of view that some people are, are, have fear. But if we learn to collaborate, that's the best way to, to go into the future. 
So it doesn't mean, Fernando, that next time for the interview, you will send your technological robot who will look exactly like Fernando Jimenez Mort, and I will talk with you. And then after 20 minutes, you will tell me, oh, by the way, I'm just the copy. I'm just the virtual copy of Fernando Jimenez Mort, and he's sitting at home. I'm just a robot created by him. Is it possible? That is possible. For example, here in Peru, this is not, uh, as we talk with the... Uh, with some experts worldwide, this is not a United States. Uh, this is a country, a huge country that is advancing to development. But here with engineers, we have developed what we call automatas. Automatas that, that, that normally imitate the behavior of human being. Let's suppose that you have a manufacturing plant that has to pack bottles, but you have an operator in that manufacturing plant. We want an artificial intelligence that do the work of that operator. So it's not only learning because the main objective of intelligence, artificial intelligence, is to learn. The machines are learning, but now we have to imitate the human behavior. We expect that in this road, we will have robots and automatas that learn and that will also teach us. The best automatas will be our guides and will teach us. You know, I think that there is, uh, Fernando, there is such a huge topic. I think that you're doing it great. I'm happy that you are very positive about possible cooperation between technology and human for the development of human being and for doing peaceful development, the giving opportunities to all people. And I will believe you, but anyway, I will be very happy to invite you one more time because uh, the knowledge that you possess, they are astonishing. And what you do is absolutely great. You're ahead you're ahead of uh, civilization and it's interesting to know your experience and how to use it for the good of the people. Yes, you're right. Uh, thank you very much for this invitation and you have mentioned the best uh, expression that I have heard uh, and I normally use everything that we do as scientists, engineers, professionals has to be for the best of humanity, not against humanity, but for the best of humanity. And I'm so happy to meet you because you're actually the first person from Peru. It was always my dream to go there. It's such an interesting, beautiful country, hidden country. We are hidden heroes. We are doing program for hidden heroes. Mm -hmm. But you're in a way from hidden country. Peru, it's not that much that we see on TV or something. And I think it's a hidden diamond. And hidden Fernando Jimenez Mott, who is not hidden anymore. Thank you so much for being with us. It was very, very interesting, very, very unusual. And thank you for your great opinion. I wish you good health to be able to continue what you're doing and to have many new achievements. Thank you very much, Olga, for this great interview. I hope your, the audience will be happy with the interview. And thank you very much for hearing Heroes that is uh, expanding worldwide.